Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to Morbid early and ad-free. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. You're listening to a Morbid Network podcast. Audible lets you enjoy all your audio entertainment in one app. You'll always find the best of what you love or even something new to discover. They offer an incredible selection of audiobooks across every single genre, from bestsellers and new releases to celebrity memoirs, mysteries, thrillers, which I'm super into lately, motivation, wellness, business, and even more. Audible's the destination for thrilling audio entertainment with highly anticipated new releases and next listen recommendations to habituate every type of thriller listener. Keep your heart rate up month after month with this pulse-pounding collection that you can't hear anywhere else. I actually just finished listening to, it's one of my favorite stories, but listening to it was even cooler. It was The House Across the Lake by Riley Sager. It's narrated by Bernadette Dunn, and I think they just have one of the best voices for an audiobook. As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash morbid or text morbid to 500-500. That's audible.com slash morbid or text morbid to 500-500 to try Audible free for 30 days. Audible.com slash morbid. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. Earn up to 3% daily cash back on every purchase every day. Then grow it at 4.50% annual percentage yield when you open a savings account with Apple Card. Visit apple.co card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card subject to credit approval. Savings available to Apple Card owners subject to eligibility. Savings accounts provided by Goldman Sachs Bank USA member FDIC. Terms apply. Hey, weirdos, I'm Ash. And I'm Elena. And this is Morbid. morbid at night at night elena won't get that reference but at night spongebob oh my god (laughs) it's always spongebob i was gonna say you shouldn't be surprised at this point i almost said it i was almost like is that spongebob Mm -hmm. if i say that it's a reference you're not gonna get i feel like eight out of ten times is probably spongebob yeah i could see that yeah that makes sense that checks or a hip rap song which i probably won't get but i try so today we're doing kind of like um a spooky legend episode yeah episode we're doing kind of like miss mosh a spooky legends a mishmash a mishmash a mishmash a mishmash yeah we figured like halloween legends halloween 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 and legends they just go hand in hand they do and it just felt right um, cause we haven't really done anything like Halloween related no, on the pod. I mean, we do, we've been doing some spooky things, hmm. but we've been doing just a lot of like true crime cases. So we're like, you know what? Let's bring it to a place of Halloween, bring a it place back. Of, of spookiness, yeah, a place of weird, a place of Elena and Ash, which by the way, speaking of spooky and weird and awesome, Ooh. we went to the Salem night fair the other night, dude, it was so much fun. Ryan and Matt do, from the Black Veil, they're the ones who put it on. They do such an amazing job. It's insane. Like, Like, shout out to them. And all the vendors and, like, everybody who makes it happen. It's just, like, it's one of the... Elena literally walked in there and she was like, I want to live here. Yeah. I texted John because he was home with the kids and I was like... Um, Because they were sleeping and one of us had to stay home because we're kind of, like, shorthanded with help this week. Mm. But... Uh, I texted him because he was like, how is it? And I was like, I'm not kidding you. I feel like this is the inside of my mind. It, it, oh, it absolutely is. And it felt like it was. Oh, my God. I have to still unpack the candles that I got there. Yes. And when I do, I need to I need to shout out the, the woman who makes those yes. candles. Because she was telling us, like, how she does it and everything. And she sets intentions and all this stuff. And they're so beautiful. And they smell yeah. so good. I can't wait to light one. It's just like, it's like spooky Etsy come to life. Mm, yeah. It's just these amazing vendors. Like, so many cool things. It's like, awesome. good food. And tarot card readings. It's just, it's everything just delightful that you can want. 
And it's at the Salem Pioneer Village, which makes it just spooky and awesome. It was so rad. It was also the start to like a really awesome weekend for me. Yeah. Like this past weekend was one of the best weekends I've had in years. Look at you. Because I got to do that with you and like a bunch of our spooky fun friends. Yeah. And then the next day we got to go to um, Drew's cousin's bachelorette and she's just like the sweetest human and all her sisters are so cool. I love that. And it was like so fun hanging out with them. And then yesterday I got to hang out with you and our family. Exactly. It was like so wonderful. And we got to go to a haunted house finally. And we got to bring Sheena and Trid. Yes. Oh, wow. The way that I almost just outed Trid's identity. I was just, that's why I went, you said, (laughs) you said, pump the brakes. (laughs) I said Trid. Oh man, that was a close call. Yeah. If you guys aren't following Sheena, Melwani and Trid, Mm. the real Indian dad. Yeah. Yeah. You got to do it. Go follow their TikTok. Go check them out. They're hilarious. And also they happen to be like the sweetest, most amazing people in real life. So oh, yeah. they've become recently like um, some of our new best friends. And yeah, it's really exciting. Um, and it was Sheena's first haunted house ever. Yeah. So it was really fun to bring her to that. I, I felt so I feel like so important bringing her yeah. to her first haunted house. I know. And also it was so much fun. It was. It was needed. We haven't hit one this year. No, it's just it hasn't worked out, you know. People have been sick. Kids have been sick. It just hasn't been a thing that we could do. Yeah. And we've just been so busy that it just isn't working out. And finally. No, I know. It was after all the kids went to sleep and I was like, you know what? Let's go. We can go. Hell yeah. Yeah. And we, Elena and I used to go to a haunted house literally every weekend yes. in October. Like yeah. it was our thing that we did together and we'd like invite whoever, but yeah. we always went no matter what. Yeah. And the past couple of years, it's been COVID and kids and busy and craziness. So yeah. it's like next year, we got to get back on our ground. get back on it, you know? But what? we met a ton of you guys at the night fair too. Yes. And I just wanted to say you guys were awesome and it was really cool to meet you mm-hmm. and you kind of made our nights. So thanks for being rad. Yeah, it was and just... It was- it just Such felt a right. Good weekend. It felt right. Every time somebody came up and was like, oh my God, hey, it was like we would meet here. Oh, hell like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I was like, yeah, like this feels right yeah, that that's we're our, meeting here. That's our, our good meet yeah. cute with people, you so, know? So thanks for being awesome and saying hi to us because that was really cool. It was so fun. And I hope you guys had fun at the night fair too. And I hope everybody had a good weekend no matter what they did. And you know what? It's Halloween spooky random legend time. I think so this episode goes out on like a Wednesday. People are going to be like, it's literally the middle of the week. It like, is. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It, but you know it's coming. Whatever. Yeah. Halloween's coming. Oh. <laughs> I didn't know. You were I so like, confused. Yeah. Like, um, it's, what time is it? It's late. I don't, I know. don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? It's like 8.30 p.m. So I'm geriatric <laughs> so and it's way past my bedtime. But do you want to start or should I? No. Whoa. I never start Okay. These. All right. Oh, Damn. my. Wow. If you could see her face huh. right now, everybody. No. Whoa. Okay. Well, I'm going to be covering um, a little bit, like just a little, little handful, little scoop of uh, fairy lights. Oh, the legends of fairy lights. You do that. I have a joke for you. Okay. I'm not like Michael Scott. I'm superstitious. Yeah. So that's why you have to start. Oh, I see. Okay. That took me a second. It also took me a second to form the joke. And that's why I had to interrupt you that, and I tell the it. joke at a bad spot. Very nice. But I had to do what because I had to thing, do. Because I was at first my brain was going to the actual quote, like mm-hmm. the, I'm not superstitious, but I'm a little superstitious. Mm-hmm. So I got confused. But I like it. Okay. And retroactively, <laughs> I'm laughing right now. <laughs> Alrighty, like well, you son of a bitch. Tell me about you. <laughs> tell me about your fairies and remind me not to tell a joke when it's too late. <laughs> Look at Ash doing a tight ten up in here. Uh, uh, so yeah, I'm going to talk about some fairy lights. Particularly, I'm going to start with ones from Louisiana. Oh, do you like that place or something? I do. I think Louisiana is great. Tinyurl.com slash the butcher in the wren. Thank you. You're uh, welcome. But these are called Le Foufoulets. Ooh. Yes. Kind of like a beignet, but different. Not at all like a beignet, but, but I, could, different. I would like a beignet now. I've never had a beignet. A beignet. 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 <laughs> no, these are called Le Foufoulets. And these entities are also known as the Cajun fairies or the swamp fairies. Mm. And it may sound beautiful, but it has a truly sinister motive for appearing to unsuspecting victims. So back the fuck up. Yeah, these, it sounds great, but no. So this word is obviously French. I don't know if you could tell. Oh, that's weird. I thought it was German. Le Foufoulet. 
Uh, uh, it's obviously French and it has a few different translations. I've seen Marsh Fire, but I've also seen Crazy Crazy Fire, which oh. I think Crazy Fire kind of like fits better. I like that. Now, a lot of people with Cajun heritage today, especially in the Louisiana area, have probably heard tales of these entities from their parents, grandparents, you know, the like. They're the kind of tales that come with a strong lesson of not following things into the swamp <laughs> or the woods. Lessons are important. They are. You know, stay out of the swamps and just don't be a crazy little wanderer, you know? That's actually like exactly who I am. Yeah, don't be a crazy little wanderer. Too late. Not in these parts. Now, these little things are balls of light, usually very small, but sometimes they could be a little bigger. Like they, some of them are the size of like a quarter. Mm -hmm. And then some of them can be like a cantaloupe size. A cantaloupe, you say? And the, yeah, and they'll look like a flickering flame. Cantaloupes are pretty big. Pretty Imagine big. a flickering cantaloupe yeah. flame. Yeah, but they're far away. They start out far away. So you'll see them and they just kind of vary in size. Mm. Now, they appear in the darkness of the Louisiana Bayou and they just kind of like dance along the tree line. And initially, these lights were seen as a good omen at first because people were like, oh, lights. That's great. Lights right? are always good. Sounds good. And the story can sometimes vary depending on who is telling it. But there is a strong consistency with the important parts of the stories when it comes to where these came from. Some people believe that these fires are the spirits of babies that died unbaptized or died it while they me. were or died while they were still nursing. Oh. Yeah. And the, these aren't like grown people who weren't baptized as babies. These are babies who were not baptized and died as babies. Oh. Yeah. That's what these are. You said, "Let me clarify." Like, Let me clarify. You were like, this. you're confused and I was. Yeah. So thank you. Okay. Or wow. these are babies who died while they were still nursing. Oh, that's terrible. And they they now have to like wander around in some kind of purgatory state. I hate that. Now, a lot of these tales, kind of tales regarding them are scary and have like a really hopeless feeling to them. If they're not babies, then some people believe that these are just like spirits of those who died. They lived terrible lives, like did wicked things in their uh. lives. And they entered purgatory and then were spit back into the earthly realm because their lives were so filled with sin that they're now forced into this like punishment afterlife. Damn, you're so bad you can't even hang we, out in purgatory. We spit you out of purgatory. Like neither one of them are taking you. Who the hell gets spit out of purgatory? Apparently the people who turn into La Fufalais. But La Fufalais is so beautiful. It does sound beautiful. That's that's their game. Mm. So others believe that these are bright, like these are the spirits of loved ones who have died. And this was their way of returning home to pass on a message or to comfort those who are struggling with their loss. All right. So, so far we've got mm. dead babies, which is absolutely yeah. terrible. We've got wicked human beings. So terrible that they can't even hang out in purgatory. And now I have a loved one. Well, and this is what it is. This is where the issue lies. This is a trap. They are oh, all no. traps. You are compelled by these lights to follow them, but you will never quite reach them. And they're just not, they're not good. They appear to be seen as as what you want them to be. Loved ones to comfort you and bring you news from beyond. Like they are that they try to make themselves into what you need them to be. But they are not your loved ones. They are not anything good. They are masking as such and are in fact there to lure you into the swamps to your fucking death. Well, that's why they shouldn't have gotten kicked out of purgatory. Leave them there so they can't fuck with me and mine. So even though the, the people who would believe these were their their loved, loved ones. ones were being tricked by these right. entities, what they are is they really are like evil mm. things. So I don't think, and I, the whole like babies and purgatory thing, I think is just like a whole other series of issues. But yeah. I think it's it, it seems to me like the one that fits right is these because these are evil, like they're not good. Like so Frank from Hellraiser. Yeah, exactly. Like he Frank. would he would definitely Look be one at of these. You. I'm a horror queen. Wow. Yeah, it's me, Ash. I watch horror movies now. I introduced Ash to Hellraiser like what last week. Yeah, like two weeks ago. Two I think. weeks ago, for the first time, she had seen it and she loved it. And I really I was liked so it proud. a lot. I was so proud, oh, Mama. I was real proud. You're I was welcome. like, "That's my girl. That's my girl. <laughs> That's my girl." Well, next on Scream, just like quick diversion. If you guys don't listen to Scream, you should yeah, listen, listen to Scream. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a podcast that run with our friend Caleb, and we do horror movies. But um, we're gonna do Black Sunday, and I'm really excited for it. And it's my pick. So like, yeah. I really am becoming a true horror head. And guys. Now's the time to go listen to listen to Scream if you're not listening already. Yeah, come on. Go ahead. It's fun. 
They say time waits for no one, and in my opinion, neither should Payday. To keep your money moving in the direction of your dreams, get Earnin'. Earnin' is the app that's helping millions of Americans to feel self-sufficient without falling into debt traps. It's an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck, then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid in your next paycheck. I think Earnin is helpful in so many different ways. You could get ready for like a special night out, you know, Valentine's Day. I think it was on like a Tuesday. What if your payday's Friday? No worries if you have Earnin, you can pay for that Valentine's Day dinner. So download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Morbid under podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. Morbid under podcast. Subject to your available earnings location, daily max, and pay period. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Hey guys, I have to tell you about this all-in-one shake that I'm freaking loving. It's called Kachava. I love saying it. It's actually hands down the best thing that I've found to help me get all my essential nutrients into one day. Kachava is the all-in-one superfood shake made up of high-quality plant-based nutrients. It's got greens, superfruits, plant proteins, antioxidants, adaptogens, probiotics, in other words, literally everything that your body craves to feel your best. And I know what you're thinking, something that good for me cannot possibly taste good. Mm, wrong. That's where Kachava really earns their over 52,000 five-star reviews. It actually tastes freaking amazing. It's very creamy and smooth, and it comes together with just water. And it comes in five delicious flavors. Personally, vanilla and chai are my personal favorites, but it also comes in chocolate, matcha, and coconut acai, which I still need to try. Some people like to drink it as part of a healthy breakfast or lunch, and other people love it as a protein-packed snack before or after a workout. It's really perfect for that because it has 25 grams of plant protein per serving. Personally, I like to add mine to my overnight oats. I add a scoop and I mix it all up to get a little more protein into my oats. And literally, I can have that for breakfast and feel satiated, nourished, beautiful, functioning, all throughout my day. It's incredible. Please send me more of it because I love it so much. It makes me feel very, very good. And guess what, guys? Kachava is offering our listeners 10% off for a limited time. Just go to kachava.com slash morbid, spelled K-A-C-H-A-V-A, and get 10% off your first order. That's K-A-C-H-A-V-A.com slash morbid. So back to this. They're not your loved ones. They're going to lead you to your fucking death in the swamp. Their entire thing is to distract you. Mm. Like they, they're like, ooh, pretty lights. And then you follow them. Pretty lights and you love me. Let's go. Exactly. Dead. And once they have you, they keep you. Oh. Oh. They're I not did, letting you go. I did not like the little eye thing that you just did. They keep you. They keep you. I was like, don't <laughs> like, look at me like ooh. that. <laughs> they keep you. And they lead you further and further into the swamps, making sure that you lose your way. That you're paying attention to them, you're not paying attention to where you're going. And when you realize how far you have wandered, it's always too late. Oh, my damn. You're either lost or you will fall into the swamp and drown. Those are the wow. two outcomes. And some legends even say, I found a few things that say they'll try to lure you into the swamps and into briars or sharp prickly bushes to get you torn to pieces. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Again, like Hellraiser. Exactly. Whoa. Are these just centibites? Are they? (laughs) Maybe. These could be just pinhead and like butterball over there. My man. But (laughs) my man. Now, they have also been associated, though, with treasure treasure-seeking people. Okay. So there are stories that say it was common for high-ranking pirates to kill a crew member before they would bury their treasure. They would then throw the body of this crew member into the hole with the treasure, and this purse, this act would connect this dead man's soul to the treasure forever. And they are now forced into the job of guarding the treasure until the pirates come back to claim it. Why do I kind of love that? Isn't that gnarly? The murder part. Isn't that so gnarly? Like they murder one of their crewmates, throw him in the hole, and he's now bound to this treasure. 
That's some Pirates of the Caribbean shit. That's right some there. pirate shit. Yeah. We should cover like some pirate we stories. We gotta cover some pirate stories. There's some crazy ones lingering out there. Yo in the ho ho. Yo ho ho and a <laughs> bottle of rum. Ahoy. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> there you go. Arg. Did we just become pirates? We did. We did. Remember when everybody would get excited about Speak Like a Pirate Day? Or everybody would get excited about on Facebook, they would let you change your language to pirate. I do briefly remember the Facebook thing. And I think instead Facebook of like, thing. what what do you, because you know how like when you would put up a status update, it would say like, what's what are on your, your thoughts? Mind? What's on your mind? It would change to like, what ye be plundering <laughs> or something. That must have been when Facebook like first happened. And I think I was like a little bit after that. And everyone was like real into it. They're like, hilarious. I'm a pirate. It says what ye be plundering right now. It I kind of love that. It was funny. We were like, we were a simpler people oh, yeah. back Remember then. When you would just get into like poke fights on yeah. Facebook. It was or, a simpler time. It was a beautiful time. Yeah. Poking used to be a way of like flirtation back yeah. in my day. Oh, yeah. It was it was a much simpler time. But enough of that. So these spirits that are now connected to this treasure are said to become Le Fou Follet, especially when the treasure was finally claimed by the pirate that initially buried it, because they would still stay and guard the place that the, that the uh, treasure was. Mm-hmm. Then they would lure other people toward the the treasure place only to lead them to certain death and bury them alive. Alrighty. So people think they're being led to buried treasure. There's a tale of like these two guys. I read it in a few different sources. These two guys were working on a railroad together. They were friends. They saw the Le Fouffoulets and they were like, ooh, we have to follow them because maybe they're going to lead us to treasure. And they followed and the Lefou Filet went into the dirt, like into the, like, like led them astray, mm-hmm. went into the dirt. And they were like, that must be where the treasure is. So they started digging and they were working on the railroad. So they had shovels. All the live long day. They ended up banging into something. They're like, holy shit, it's treasure. They got so excited that one of them was greedy and decided to knock the other one out with a shovel to take the treasure for himself. Oh, that's fake as fuck. But when he got to the treasure, he opened it up and it was a Lefou Filet who was fucking with him and that Le Fouffoulet killed him. And then his friend woke up and ran back to the railroad and was like, holy shit, what happened? And they never found the other friend again. So he was a fucking greedy shithead and he got eaten by the Le Fouffoulet. Eaten, you say? I said the Le Fouffoulet, but it's just Le Fouffoulet because that's two thus. Whoa. But so don't follow the Le Fouffoulet. And if you follow the Le Fouffoulet with a friend... Don't get fucking greedy, because one of you is going to die. Wow, this is Just a say. cautionary tale. Yeah, and you might be thinking to yourself right now, well, shit. Yeah. <laughs> is this it? I'm usually thinking like, to myself, well, shit. Like, if they appear, do I have a choice, or is it just my fate to follow them? Like, are they going to force me to follow them? Yeah, what are my options Like, here? what's what do I do here? I'm saying. Well, some locals believe that you can, you actually can fight against their otherworldly power and keep yourself from becoming a victim of the swamp fairies. With a little one-two punch? No, not a one-two punch. They don't give a shit about that. They're like, get the <laughs> fuck out of here with your little hands. Why was that so funny? They don't give a shit about they that. They don't. They don't care about foo-foo that. Foo-foo on your one-two yeah, punch, like, asshole. I'm, I'm foo-foo-lay. I don't care about your little like boop boop hands so apparently these little entities though they don't care about you throwing hands but they do care about iron they cannot cross anything iron oh not sure why so if you're seeing one and you're feeling the pull of their power you have to put something iron between you usually it's recommended that you drive something into the ground that's iron like a blade or i read a lot of people use iron needles and this is interesting because it works, the The way that it works is the foufoulet are compelled to try to fit through the eye of the needle. They try Wait, to fit through it. Why does that sound familiar to me? Like, well, I'll, I'll, get, I'll tell okay. you because you probably remember it from a couple of other things. So they'll try to get through the eye of the needle and then they will spend a lot of time and effort trying to do this. And they'll momentarily lose sight of the fact that they came here initially to lure you into the swamp to watch you die a horrific slow death. It's kind of like you lure them into the eye of the needle exactly. and watch them have a you, horrific slow death. You pay, you play their own game. So when they're distracted, you can run as far away as humanly possible and never look back. This works a lot like the legends that include leaving a lot of things outside your door for spirits to count. Mm. That might be what you're thinking about. We've covered things before. 
like these key, we've covered some of these like keep away methods for spirits. Yeah, like Samhain. Yeah. Now, one of these I found actually, because I started looking into other ones because I, I thought the same thing. I was mm-hmm. like, that sounds so familiar. Yeah. I think I was thinking of all these different um, like cultures and legends that would be like, they will count this many things outside your door and mm-hmm. forget that they're coming in to mm-hmm. you. Now, one of these that I found terrifying and fascinating is the haint. Oh. Which is an evil ghost from Gullah Geechee culture found in the South near like Florida, Georgia, North and South Carolina area. These haints have a method and these haints are like evil ghosts and they have a method of killing their victims by chasing them until they die of exhaustion. That's That's my worst fucking nightmare. That's their goal. They just exhaust you to death. I mean, life is already doing that to me. So can you not? (laughs) So can you not? But you can keep these away, it's said, by a few methods. First, you can apparently use newspaper as wallpaper um, Be, or that's not my vibe. You can read, you can put pages of books as wallpaper, which sounds kind of cool. Also, not my vibe because the haint just has to read every single word. They will stop and have to read every single word in these papers. So the more papers, the better. Okay. They will never be able to get you. The sun will come up and they'll be banished. Awesome. Bye. You can also leave sand, rice, or a broom outside your home because the haint will have to count every grain of sand or rice, and they will have to count every bristle on the broom. Mm. And they get confused really easily, so they'll have to start over a bunch of times. The more things you can leave out for them to count, the better. All right. You can also paint your porch ceiling or floor haint blue. Oh, Because it makes them think that it's water and that's something they can't go past. Mm. Isn't that interesting? That is interesting. And those, you will still find porches, especially in the South. Yeah. Um, It's like in the Carolinas and stuff, you'll find a ton of porches have that blue. I found that out a couple years ago. I knew somebody who had like a blue roof on their porch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, this brings us back to iron and the fufales. Yes. They can't pass iron. So you can sometimes, what trick them with whatever you have to put in the ground. Mm. They will at least pause to think it over and you can get out of there. Will kale count? Kale, there you go. <laughs> Iron rich. Iron <laughs> yeah. rich kale. Yeah. So apparently they can also enter your home, though, which is terrifying. No, thanks. Can I uh, give them something to count? You can. So there's a thought that Le Fufelet really love to terrorize children, particularly Great. infants. Yeah, see, I don't. that's why I don't think they're babies. Yeah, they're dicks. So if your baby wakes up with rosy cheeks, it's thought that the Fufelet came into your home at night and stole some of your infant's breath. And that's why their cheeks are a little rosy. Not just that they're a a warm sleeper. No. Foufoulet. So in order to make sure that doesn't happen again or happen at all, really. Yes, yes. It's suggested that you scatter mustard seeds on the floor of the nursery because, again, Le Foufoulet will stop to count them all. And eventually the sun will rise and they will be banished another day. Okay. Of course, you now have mustard seeds all over the floor of your nursery. But, hey, (laughs) your baby still has oxygen. So that is... That's a good toss-up in my book. Although, like, mustard seeds do kind of seem like they would be a choking hazard, so... Well, if your baby's in the crib. Yeah, they Baby's get not out. getting out of the crib. Not Some as babies an infant. do. Not as an infant. This is, like, infant. Infancy. This isn't toddler. Uh, like, this is infant. Uh, so they're swaddled. Like, you got a swaddler in there. I love the little swaddled babies. Oh, I love babies. the little swaddled baby mushies. Oh, I feel oh. like I could just, like, smell that. I know. Like, smell a little swaddled babe. Now, those were, that was all interesting to me. But then while searching for information about these things, I kept coming across, like, things like it mm. that were, like, really, I want to do, like, a whole episode, I swear, on these kind of things because they're just very interesting. And I kept finding them from all over the world. And there are the Will of the Wisps in Scotland, which I'm going to talk about in a second. But those are the ones I knew about growing up. Like Ma used to talk about them. And then one I hadn't heard of is from Denmark. Mm. And they are literally called the jack-o'-lanterns. But they're not But they're pumpkins. not pumpkins. Okay. They are lights as well. And they're said to, and this is Denmark, they're said to be spirits of unrighteous men. Are you righteous? righteous? No. no. <laughs> I'm a jack-o'-lantern, actually. Right, right. Now, these unrighteous men come back because they were kicked out of the other realm and sent back to Earth. They make it their goal to lure travelers off their paths and lead them into bogs and marshes and swamps so that they drown alone. Mm. Also, don't you dare point at one if you see it. 
If you point at one, they will always see you pointing at them no matter what, and they will seek you out. Well, you are pointing right now, so I suggest you stop. I'm pointing right at you. Well, there's three fingers pointing right back at you. Oh, that's funny. Uh (laughs) No, it's the same concept, but this time it's grown unrighteous men. And the way to stop them is not with iron, but by turning your cap inside out. What if I don't have a cap? Well, what's funny to me is like, so basically a rally cap will send these assholes packing. Yeah. Do you remember? (laughs) She's shaking her head. She literally was like, I was like, already, I don't remember. Playing like baseball or softball, a rally cap was like, you you put your hat inside out (laughs) when you're not doing great because you're you're aiming, you're manifesting a rally. Do you remember that I was the girl on the softball team who convinced everybody to make matching bows and then we all wore those to games and then the softball coaches really didn't like me for that? I do remember that. You're welcome. But softball, but make it fashion. It's still funny that like a rally cap is like a turned inside out cap to manifest a rally when you need one. And that will send the jack-o'-lanterns gone, like packing. Is there anything else I can do or that's my only... That's it. That's all I could find. So if you don't have a cap, I guess you're shit out of luck. Well, shit. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app and answer a few questions. With Angie, you can book instantly at an upfront price or request and compare quotes from multiple pros so you can find the best price for your project. So the next time you have a home project, just Angie that and start getting the most out of your home. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Weirdos, we cover some spooky stories, but truly nothing is scarier than the thought of hens being trapped in their cages. That like really upsets me to my core. But at Happy Egg, all of their hens roam on eight or more acres of land, leaving no mystery to why their eggs are the best. They're cared for by small family farmers and they live their best hen lives day in and day out. You go, Hennifer. Aside from their hens roaming across eight plus acres of farmland, they have plenty of access to fresh water and nutritious feed. I love that. This goes above traditional free-range farming, but it's what they believe is better for their birds overall. And all of this results in eggs with the most plump, delicious, sexy orange yolks that are full of flavors. I am personally so obsessed with Happy Egg that last Sunday I used my last Happy Egg and I almost started to cry. And then I scoured the internet for the closest Happy Egg near me and it was 30 minutes away. And I genuinely planned to convince Drew to drive all the way out there and get them with me, but I couldn't. And that's why I need Happy Eggs to please send me a carton of eggs every week. I love you. Thank you so much. So next time you're at the store, though, look for the yellow carton. Choose Happy. Visit happyegg.com slash morbid to find a store near you. Uh, but that's awesome. Now, back to the Will of the Wisps, because those I just love those. Ma talked about these? Uh, Mom and Dad. I remember Dad telling me a story about the Will of the Wisps, because they are from Scotland. I never heard them talk about these. Now I'm interested. Yeah. It's probably the closest thing I knew to Le Fouffolet. Okay. They originate in Scotland, and they're kind of the same idea. They're fairy lights that lead people astray to their demise. And they are sometimes referred to as Ignis Fatus, I believe. I'm probably saying that wrong, but it's Latin. Mm. And it's Latin for. Just don't say it. I was just going to say it's probably good that I can't say that. So that's really great. It's Latin for foolish fire. Ah. And it makes sense. That's exactly what it is. So travelers or just any wary victim would see what looked like a flickering flame of a lantern or a candle over the moors or bogs or marshland. They would feel compelled to follow it. And sometimes it gave the impression of someone needing help. Oh. Yeah. So it, like, preys on people's, like, need to help others. Oh, right. Or something you just needed to go and check out, like, something interesting. They were mm. like... And these little lights are very, like, playful. They're like fairy lights. And, and at first, yeah. they bounce and jump and, like, really invite you. They're like, check me out. Like, they're like, girl, let's go. Damn, and I'm never going to look at a firefly the same after No, this. that's it, truly... Now, these, the Will of the Wisps, are bad omen. And seeing one can mean you or someone you know is about to die. Oh, shit. Yeah. And they're also said to possibly lead someone to maybe see Faye, which can be, ooh, 
Or, yeah, you don't want to fuck with Faye. No, you do not. And they also will lead you to leprechauns. Huh. So that seems like bullshit to me, but that because that's more in like the uh, like the Irish version of mm, things. Yeah. But there's like a little buried treasure bit here too. That in Scotland it says like you could find treasure too. So you I guess that treasure. lines up with like leprechauns. Or you could die. Truth. So it's a real it's a real fifty fifty shot. Yeah. Now it's the origin of Will of the Wisps that really interested me at first. It's a just a, like an interesting story. Apparently, the legend says that there was a man named Willem who was an asshole. Willem? Willem. There you go. He did all sorts of bad things while he was alive. And when it was time for him to shuffle off this mortal coil, he went to meet St. Peter at the pearly gates and his the film of his life rolled before him. And it was a flop. This <laughs> film sucked. Critics hated it. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 10% at best. The letterbox score was even worse. It oh, was just... No. So St. Peter was like, my guy, we can't let you in with those kind of numbers. You can't well, come in here. Well, shit, So he I was like, again. you have to try this shit again, William. So he was like, Willem. you gotta... Willem. It's actually... It is William and Willem and it's different both. sources you see, but also, I got Willem. Get you a boy who could do Exactly. Both. So he sent Willem back to Earth to give it another try. Oh, okay. So you better shape the fuck up, sir. This idiot fucked it up again. I bet he did. In fact, he was even worse this time around. Oh, no. So St. Peter, Saint didn't Peter say that. was like, get out when he, he said, came back. Get fucked. He kicked him out, not back to Earth, but banished him from the other place, too. So he was walking around purgatory, and the devil shows up. He said, hey. And the devil was like, wow, you're pathetic. And he gave him a burning piece of brimstone. And he was like, here, it's fucking cold in here. Hold that. <laughs> like, as the what? devil would. He was like, it's cold in purgatory. Here's some fucking fiery brimstone to hold on to. Like, hope it keeps you warm. I don't think and he the was devil like, would, like, help you out like Well, that. and he gave it to him and he was like, don't be a dick. And then he just left. All like, right. here's some fiery rock. Try to make something of yourself in purgatory. I want to know what the devil was doing in purgatory. Well, Will, I think he just got, he probably, like, toots in there a little bit and is like, how's everybody doing? Like, he's probably just a dick in there. Do you guys follow <laughs> Satan on TikTok? Oh, my because God. Because you should. Follow Satan on TikTok. I know his true identity, but I won't spoil it's it. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's so good. You gotta follow it. But he basically said, don't be a dick. Here's some fiery rock. Mm. Like, yeah, take Do it. something Do with what life. you will with that. But Will took this as an opportunity to enact his bitter revenge on the world, which might have been the devil's plan, plan all along. Because yeah. he knew that Willem was a dick. So it's a setup. Like, Here's some fiery rock. Be a nice guy. And then he just left. <laughs> yeah, like what? <laughs> but he continues his reign of terror now using his brimstone rock gifted by Lucifer to lure travelers into the bogs to die. Mm. Nice, Will. Now, I'm not going to ruin this by pointing out that all of these lights can possibly be attributed to swamp gas and bioluminescent mushrooms and algae but you like just did though it's spirits happy fucking halloween i love and that that's send off that's the end of mine <laughs> that was really funny and you, you said us the ends of mine <laughs> all right well i so, fairy lights i am a witch Ooh, yeah you do i have a witch because it's fucking halloween a witch and a curse and a ooh. Yes, actually. I <laughs> wish it, I wish in a few curses and always some mm when it's <laughs> my story. Mm. All right. Well, mine is the legend of Hannah Crana, a.k.a. the Wicked Witch of Monroe. Hannah Crana. Hannah Crana. Hey, girl. I fucking love her, to be honest. I already love her. All right. So, like I said, the Hannah Crana legend comes to us from Monroe, Connecticut, much like the Warrens. Hey, close by. hey -o. So, Hannah was a lady who was born way back in 1783, one who was said to be a witch. Ooh. Now, luckily for Hannah, like by the time she was doing her witchy thang, people in New England had already seen the hysteria caused uh, in Salem by the witch trials. So they were a little more hesitant to bring women that they believed to be witches to trial. That's so nice of them. Yeah, they were like, <laughs> we saw how this went. And I think instead we'll just spread some rumors throughout town yeah. and mess with them from afar. Oh, there you go. Yes. So it such was, Again, it was they saw that it was a flop the first time around. Yeah. And they were like, let's not repeat that. They said, we're not in our flop era. <laughs> no, we are not. We're in our fucking bitch ass era. <laughs> so let's spread rumors and run amok. We're in our, are we in our, it might be in our bitch ass era again. 
Yeah, we're Seems like the whole world is much, in that bitch ass era. Very much in a bitch ass era <laughs> at this moment in time. But back then, they were not in their flop era. They were again in their bitch ass era, and that was the case with Miss Hannah. They they bullied her from afar. Now nice. Hannah's a bit of a mystery woman, even when it comes to her name, because some sources say that she was married to a man named Joseph Hovey, and her grave actually even says that she's the wife of that man's. Hmm. But I also found an article on newspapers.com <laughs> and it referred to her husband as Silas Crana. Huh. So I was trying to figure out if like Silas was like Mr. or Sir mm. or something like that, but it seems to be a name. It now, is, so that's weird. That's interesting because nobody really knows when Hannah became known as Hannah Crana. Some people say that it was a nickname given to her in like a jokey way. But I mean, I guess it really doesn't matter that much because throughout the year, she's more known as the Wicked Witch of Monroe. Whoa. So the house that she and her husband lived on was on Cragley. I hope I'm saying that right. Cragley Hill in Monroe, Connecticut. Now, evidently these days, what is left of their home, we'll get more of that Ooh. later, is guarded by different sized snakes Ooh. to this day. Damn. Now, Hannah's story seems to start with the death of her husband. Mm. So there are two very different accounts of how she killed the man. Oh. Um, <laughs> neither has been proven to be true, but let's explore both, shall we? Let's look at both. So story one says that Hannah's husband went out for a walk one night and he drifted a little too far from home. Now, somehow he stumbled over and fell off the edge of a cliff. In, hmm. Connecticut. Um, in Connecticut. In Connecticut. In uh, Connecticut. And when you said drifted too far from home, I just pictured him like clinging to a piece of driftwood and just like drifting. Nah, he's just walking. He's just walking. He's just slowly drifting. <laughs> drifting away. I don't want to get sued. Um, but his body was found the next day and immediately people thought that Hannah had something to do with it. Hannah Cranham. They thought Hannah Cranham. They thought. Yeah, Hannah Crano. They did. And they said she put some kind of spell on him that led to his death. The spell must have disoriented him so much that it just left him walking blindly to this cliff, having no idea what he was actually doing. Damn. So that could be it. Could be it. Or the other variation of the story is uh, pretty dark. In this version, Hannah's husband partakes a little too often in excessive drinking, and she's through with it. She's had enough. Well, she's Hannah Crana. She's Hannah Crana. She doesn't need this. And she's not here for your shit. No, she's not. So he comes home one day and they get into it because she's like, hey, you smell like booze again and I'm kind of sick of this shit. Yeah. So they start fighting. They bring their argument outside because she says, you want to take this outside? And they walk toward the cliff and things get more and more heated until finally Hannah grabs her husband. Apparently she's very strong, like Bull. <laughs> and she tosses him over the edge oh, of the cliff. No. no holy shit. Allegedly. I'm laughing just because of like the thought of this, like I'm picturing Hannah Crana. Yeah. In my head is like a very small woman. Yeah, me too. I don't know why. Just like, like it just came to yeah. my brain that way. Petite girly. And then I'm just picturing her like hoisting this man. Me too. Like like uh louisa yes from from encanto. encanto like she does with the with the donkey hannah's the strong one and she's not nervous it. no she's not yeah, she's as strong as the crust of the earth is <laughs> so and native americans watched her be as strong as the crust oh. of the earth is from the bottom of the cliff as this happened even though hannah thought that nobody had seen but word spread around town either way whether she tossed him over the cliff herself or if she concocted some kind of spell that made him do it so either way he went over a cliff he did yeah in connecticut That's gnarly. um and there were a couple of people who really actually did want her persecuted for witchcraft but for one reason or another that never happened but some people think that's because the local authorities were so scared of her yeah. that they didn't want to press the issue and try their luck i mean there's two choices here she either bewitched the man off a cliff or she hoisted him above her head and tossed launched him off a cliff nay i say yeeted yeah, the man there, is, there i understand why they were a little little hesitant yeah. to get involved in that whole thing. And we're only lolling because this is a legend. It's a legend. This is all legend. So yes. It's hilarious. So Hannah's husband, uh, he was said to have died in May, and she wasn't seen again until that next October. 
So she disappeared for a little while. And then she came back for spooky season. She did because she's Hannah Cranna. She was like, it's Halloween, bitches. Yes. (laughs) Now, when she was spotted, there were two men riding past her. And according to the Newtown Bee newspaper, she was, quote, dressed in white flowing garments and with disheveled hair standing in the swamp near the road in the rear of her home. I love that for her. She is now um, a swamp hag. And that's pretty great. Also, a swamp banshee. Maybe she she didn't kill her husband. And maybe she was just a little distraught that the man's yeeted himself over a cliff. So she was just having a quick moment in the swamp and you could just let her have at it. Yeah, let her grieve in the swamp, man. Let me grieve in the swamp so that I know it's real. Let me, like, she's having a a hot banshee summer, okay? She had a hot banshee summer. It's October now. Next summer, (laughs) you heard it here first, I am having a hot banshee summer. That's what Hannah Crana was doing. Don't at me. She was just finishing off her hot banshee summer. She was stepping into spooky season by stepping into the swamp. Yes. It was just her moment. Like, everybody needed to let her have her moment. Let her live. Yeah. Um, But they didn't want to let her live. And after that sighting... People would see her from time to time and word kind of started to spread because people weren't seeing her too often. And a lot of the times the sightings would be really late at night. So people really kind of started to latch onto this idea that she was a witch Mm. and they wouldn't see her again until that next spring. Now, she came back with a motherfucking bang. And maybe she wouldn't have, or if it weren't for like a little neighborly dispute, maybe she would have just continued hanging out and minding her own GD business. (laughs) But apparently, one of her na- apparently 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 one of her neighbor's cattle had gotten into her yard and messed up some of her flowers. Now she took great pride in her garden. She grew tiger lilies, and she was like, "Don't fuck with them." Do you know how hard it is to keep a plant alive? Yes, I do because plant- I became a plant mom this past year. Plant parents of the world. I tip my hat to you because Thank that you. shit is hard. It is. That shit is fucking hard. Because so many plants are different and like some like this weather. It just weather, takes a lot of commitment. Some like that weather. Some you can't water too much. Some you have to give oh, the moderate yeah. amount. Some you can't even fucking water. Like who knew you couldn't leave a freaking cactus in your bathroom and that it would be too steamy in there and that you would kill a cactus. But even though nobody can kill a cactus, I'm not speaking from personal experience. Yeah. Who knew? (laughs) Apparently you. Who knew? I don't know. Who knew? But anyway. Yeah. Hannah. (laughs) Hannah. Hannah. (laughs) She got in a dispute with her neighbor because she was like, hey, you're being careless. You got to watch your cattle and not let them eat my shit or my tiger lilies. And this guy was not hearing her side of the story at all. He didn't give a shit. Oh, no. So she got real angry, Uh real angry. He laughed in her face and told her she was an old woman without a husband. And what would she even do to stop him? That is literally like Ty and Clueless. You're a virgin who who can't can't drive. drive. Like that's you're an old woman with no husband. Like that is so (laughs) gnarly. Like what? It's the Connecticut version of that. Dude. My guy, that is not nice. Yeah, that that hit different. Like that's like really I would hex your ass. Yeah. (laughs) I would learn dark magic if I didn't know it. I mean (laughs) that would be it. She showed him. Damn. Because according again to the Newtown Bee from December 7th, 1900, Hannah, quote, with strangely flashing eyes and a voice tense in its vindictiveness, cried with an outstretched menacing arm, my curse upon you and my curse upon your crop. I love Hannah Crenna. Hannah Crenna is my mother effing girly. Because I don't think she killed her husband. Or do I? I think it was an accident. Same I think piece. he stumbled off a cliff in Connecticut. I, and think, I think he was known to drink. And he, I think she is, she's cursing. Yeah. I think she's she cursing. became a witch. I think she was pushed into this. And on that day, I became a witch. There you go. You know, TikTok. Yeah. So, you know, TikTok. Hello, Hannah look at that. TikTok. Of course she does. Hannah knows all. She'd be a great TikToker. I'd follow her. I would. Yeah, she I'd, would show you how to grow tiger lilies. She would have an Etsy shop for sheezy. Yeah, for sure she would. I wish you had said for sheezy. <laughs> and I would buy shit from it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, she'd be at the night fair. 
All right, well, listen, she would have. <laughs> but so before that fateful day, this man's crop was growing quite quite nicely. You know I how bet it was. You know how it goes. Yeah, of course. Your crop grows in so nicely. I love when my crop grows nicely. <laughs> Why does that sound like gross? Why does know, that it, sound like dirty in a way? Honest, you can make anything dirty. It's truth. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. However, the morning after the curse was uttered, the man woke up to a very different set of crop. I bet he did. I know you're, you're probably supposed to say crops, but saying crop and like making it feel <laughs> plural is fun for I me. I like that. Cool. Every last one of his potatoes had died, and the oh, ground. No. I know, like how dare, like Hannah, I love you, but like the, not the potatoes. That was a misstep, Hannah. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't. Nothing Hannah does is a misstep, in my opinion. IMO. Mm, I love a potato. I do too, but you can get them from another guy who won't tell you that you're That's old true. and that you don't have a husband yeah, to defend was, you. I forgot about that. That's bad. So poo-poo on him all of his potatoes were dead and the ground was littered with stinky oozing dead potatoes Ew. much like he deserved so a while later after trying everything he possibly could to make his potatoes grow again and having all of his attempts fail that motherfucker went with his tail between his legs to go apologize to ms hannah i was just gonna say you should go apologize and he did admit your wrongdoing he admitted his wrongdoing yeah. and i respect that i do too so she told him Thank you for the apology, and mark my words, next year's crop will be beneficial to you, my dude. Look at her, look at this forgiving queen. Forgiving queen. Look at she sees growth. She gives chances. She sees growth. Yes. and she rewards it. Well, listen. The next year, the man was walking through the neighborhood, and Hannah gave him a little hello and beckoned him over, and she said to him, "Go out tonight at ten o'clock to your crops, and you will see a significant change from last year." So he did. He went out to those crops. And as he stood there, he heard some kind of rustling in the distance. But then the sound got louder and louder, and he stood there in awe. The corn was literally growing as he watched it. Whoa. And by the time it was done, it was at least 20 inches taller than when he'd first gotten there. That's a significant change. One might say. <laughs> so as he stood there, probably with his jaw on the ground... Hannah just came walking out of the stocks. Yeah, she did. And she said to him, and this is a quote again from the Newtown B newspaper Newtown because B. they had the best information on this. They had the scoop a scoop. They did. It was written in 1900 and it was so much fun to I read. I love those. But she told him, quote, always remember that as others do to me, even so I do to them, good for good, evil for evil. Oh. A little law of return for my witch bitches out there. I... I'm with Hannah. I am too. Team Hannah. I am a great believer in the rule of three by three. Mm-hmm. So Theodore Beach and Isaac Nichols, two local farmers, would soon learn all about Hannah's philosophy. They were passing her house one day, and they called out to her in a real nasty tone, kind of doubting how powerful she was, because obviously this farmer, before them, had been like, holy shit, you guys... You gotta like be nice to Hannah. Yeah, she, she can, can make fuck shit. up your spuds. She could fuck up your spuds, or she could make corn happen. Yeah, and it's a beautiful thing. The choice is yours. Yes, one might say M corn. Make, make it a great day or not. The choice is yours. <laughs> yeah, you're really ruining my corn joke here. <laughs> I'm just trying to say, calm. I knew you were going there. <laughs> I know. I knew it. Um, but yeah. So so he was like, listen. But these two assholes were like, hey, you old hag, if you're so powerful, let's see it. And Hannah was like, oh, baby, let's go. So she pointed to a nearby oak tree and she said, you want to see some shit? Before you have a chance to even pass that tree, you're going to find out just how powerful your girl is. 
By the way, these are all direct quotes. <laughs> direct quotes. But then she turned around and she just cackled all the way inside. Oh, yeah. Like she a did. true fucking yeah. queen. So the two men continued doubting her. And as they turned to go on their merry way, they really shouldn't have. Because once Hannah was back inside her home, they tried to continue down the road and they were carrying like a huge load of hay with them and leading uh, the like hay barrel majiggy was two oxen. They were pulling the cart. But as they signaled the animals to head down the road, they simply could not move the cart. It was completely stuck. Hannah. Yeah. They kept trying and eventually one of the wheels came flying off and everything went flying. And as that happened, unfortunately, it did startle the animals. So they ran away through a fence and just kept running. And they ran so far away. <laughs> and the two farmers went down the road after them after glancing back at Hannah's house and hearing her cackling from inside. And they just kept running and running and running and she kept cackling. And all the reports kind of make it seem like the more Hannah was laughing, the faster they ran. Like her laughter was controlling the speed of oh their, my God. their run. I'm obsessed with that. Yeah. Almost like they were bewitched by laughter. I love it. Yeah. And then she's just laughing her ass off. Exactly. That's amazing. So they never fucked with her again. No. And strangely enough, they were like later on to a couple of people stumbled across the, um, the cart of hay. And there was this jar of strange liquid inside that the two farmers said was not there before. Whoa. But, like no explanation about that. <clears throat> just some weird ass liquid. Weird liquid. They're like Hannah did it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So Hannah was said to kind of love that people thought of her as a witch. Oh, and, you I know, would. maybe from time to time she would use it to her advantage. Yeah. She knew that people were a little scared of her. So why not benefit from that? So she'd go to her neighbors and ask them for like firewood or pies. And remember, she's a widow. She like she yeah. was left with next to nothing. So she needs a little help from her neighbors. Of course. And she would give it to them had they asked. Yeah. She'd give them a bundle of tiger lilies, you know? Oh, yeah, she would. An eye for an eye, a tiger lily for a pie. Exactly. I love that she's in her villain era, though. I yes. love that she's just leaning into it. She's like, you're going to be scared of me? Be scared of me. She doesn't give a single yeah. fuck. And that is something I aspire for to. sure. So, yeah, so if they wouldn't give the pies to her or the firewood, she would just tell them that she was going to curse them or she'd just kind of uh, like utter some kind of curse at them and just fuck them all up. That's what I'm going to do now. I mean, yeah. Let's Somebody do will that. give me a pie. I'm just going to be like, I'll curse you. <laughs> I'll give you any pie you want. <laughs> so one day, one of her neighbors was making a shit ton of pies, and Hannah was like, hey, like, can I get in on those? Can I get out on this pie action? <laughs> can I get some of that? Can, please. Oh, please. I like pumpkin. She said, I am your neighbor. <laughs> so the neighbor woman, she seemed a bit put out by the request. But, but you're making pies. You're making so many. You're making pies for people to consume, man. Yeah. It's also She's really funny, <laughs> like the take that some people want to take on this story, because you can tell some people that reiterate these accounts are not on Hannah's side. Ooh. And they're like, she just told Hannah that her husband really loved that pie and that she didn't want to give it to her. <laughs> and Hannah just like punched her in the face. <laughs> like, that's not what happened. I'm a Hannah truther. Okay. <laughs> So what really happened was, <laughs> I'm a Hannah truther. So Hannah asked for one of them and this biatch gave her the smallest one. And Hannah was like, you're kind of selfish. Huh. Making all these pies. I got nothing. And you give me the smallest one. Have you heard the word on the street? I'm a motherfucking widow. So the lady tries to start with her and Hannah says, hush, hush now. And she turns around to go home. But as she does, she mutters something under her breath. You better hope she didn't mutter at you. And it turned out that it was some kind of curse because that bitch ass woman, she was never able to bake another pie again. <laughs> Hannah, is that you? I'm screaming. Could never bake pie again. Could never bake again. But now, no pies for you. To the sad part of my story. Oh no! Okay, let me get myself together. After years of cursing <clears throat> okay. and such, Hannah, my queen, <laughs> no, like my actual queen, predicted her own death. Are you okay over there? This is the sad part. My queen dies. Crying so hard. So she had a rooster named Boreas or Boris. Are you all right? She's stopping. <laughs> Of course she did. She had chicken, snakes, and roosters, and tiger fucking lilies. <laughs> she had a rooster named Boris. 
<laughs> Boris or Boreas? How would you pronounce B-O-R-E-A-S? Boreas? Boreas. Boris? Boreas. Boris. I like Boreas. Boreas. Hannah, I hope I'm saying it right. <laughs> All due respect. <laughs> to Boreas. Boreas. So she had a rooster named Boreas, and he was like basically her best friend. The people in town had gotten so used to him crowing at exactly midnight every single night that they like knew him by name. <laughs> And a lot of people thought that he might have been her familiar. Oh. But one day, Boreas, Boreas, the the rooster, died unexpectedly. And Hannah was obviously super sad. And she went over to one of her neighbors that she actually got along with to chat about it. And she told the neighbor, because my, my beloved rooster has died, I know that my death is approaching too. I can feel it. Oh, no. So she said to this neighbor, she gave them explicit instructions about how her death was to be handled. And when somebody does that, you respect their wishes. Yeah. Correct. So she wanted her casket to be carried by hand down to the cemetery. They had to walk her down to the cemetery, hold that casket, walk with their own two feet. However many people needed to be there, that's fine. But that's what they had to do. Paul Bear. Paul Bear. Yeah. So she also said that she was not to be buried until after sundown. Hannah was found dead in her home the day after this conversation oh no Hannah. she knew she knew she knew so it was the middle of january and there was fresh snow on the ground so the people in charge of moving her decided to ignore her request to be carried down to the cemetery and instead they tried loading her casket onto a big sled so that they could be lazy and slide her down oh no mm-hmm but no matter what they did, they could not get that casket to stay on the sled. It kept falling off. People sat on it and tried to make sure that it wouldn't fall off. They would get thrown off. Whoa. At one point, it apparently just started violently shaking. Oh, I would throw people off my casket. For Absolutely. Sure. I'm not going to ever be in one of those, though. <laughs> um, they tried tying chains to it to get it stuck to the sled. It still fell off. No matter what, they couldn't keep it on there. It's like, guys, just pick it up. Yeah. So eventually, these fuck did they did as hannah wished and by the time they were through they actually had no choice but to fill, fulfill her final wish to be buried after the sun <laughs> went down the middle of the night now straight up so when the people carrying her casket finally got her settled and were able to you know like fulfill her final wishes they made their way back into town and they passed by her house because they figured you know we did like she told us yeah eventually. we did the right thing eventually now when they did They found her house completely engulfed in flames. Oh, Hannah. She was not happy. Now, for some reason, the nearby well was running dry, even though earlier that day, people had no issue using it. Someone claimed that around 11 a.m., they'd gotten multiple buckets full of water, and now it was about 3 p.m., And it seemed like there hadn't been water in the well at all that day. Not even a drop was left. The rocks at the bottom did not glisten like they were even damp. This thing was dry. But I thought it was after dark. It was 3 (laughs) p.m. Well, it was winter. So it was dark that day. Oh, okay. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe it was a long walk back really long walk sources vary you know maybe after dark meant like early morn yeah by the time they got her in there and it took a while for them to. yeah she just said after sundown yeah exactly and they had had a voyage they did have a voyage so anyway the well is bare (laughs) and they knew that this this was hannah at work inconsistencies are fine it's totally it's a legend man i'm just messing with you (laughs) so the fire roared on for multiple days and apparently even spread to multiple other towns oh damn because they could not get this fire out the well water Mm -hmm. it spread to danbury bridgeport and newtown now legend has it when the fire started to settle and there was just a bunch of like rubble and ashes everywhere Hannah Craner, Crana, excuse me, Hannah Crana appeared before the townspeople again, seemingly in search of something and slightly irritated. Slightly irritated. As she always was. I love that. So as they all stood by and watched, she poked through the ashes with a stick. But when she couldn't find what she was looking for, she just turned around and headed toward the well. Mm. And when she made it there, her figure disappeared. And as she disappeared, the ghost of her rooster appeared. 
he said a little cock-a-doodle-doo three times for everybody, and people claimed that the sound of this crow, of his crow, excuse me, was eerily similar to Hannah's voice. Oh. So in the weeks following, people around town started to float the idea that the rooster and Hannah were actually the same person or spirit. Whoa. And she could just, like, appear as the rooster when she wanted to. Whoa. They were like, I've she never seen Boris. them in the same time, in the same place at the same time. I haven't time. seen Hannah and Boris in the same room. Okay. <laughs> okay. So the next time somebody spotted Hannah was the summer after she passed. This guy was walking home late at night, and he passed by where her house used to be. The well that she had disappeared by, and again, the one that went completely dry when her home was on fire, seemed to be one of her favorite places because that's where this guy spotted her. So that well had stayed completely dry ever since the fire at Hannah's place broke out. No water whatsoever. But when this guy saw her, Hannah was loading up a bucket with water and she was watering the tiger lilies that were still Ah. in her yard. He was freaked out to say the least and he just like hurried home. And when he woke up the next morning, he was probably having a hard time deciding if that was real yeah. or if he had dreamed it or yeah. if he had like really gotten super smashed. So in order to be sure, he headed over to the scene of the crime. Now, when he got there, he was like, oh, OK, phew, because the well was still all dried up. He was like, OK, that was totally a dream. Yeah. So he's like, cool, cool, cool. But when he walks by the flowers, it was clear that the ground around them was wet. Ooh. And it had not rained in days. She was using ghost water. Ghost water. So people saw Hannah from time to time. And actually, one of the last times that she was ever spotted was during the Civil War. And allegedly, P.T. Barnum was the one to spot her. He's always all up in this shit. He is. Remember, he was in Champ. He was. He was offering champs. He wanted champs hide. Did you also know that he was the mayor at one point of like Bridgeport, Connecticut? No, I didn't know that. Nor did I. Wow. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> Crazy. I know. So he was the last, one of the last ones to spot her ghost, at least. Um, but he saw her on a white horse with her black hair flowing in the oh, wind. Oh, hell yeah. Seemingly just on her way back home. Good for her. Yeah. But some legends claim that on the road near the cemetery she was buried in, which is Gregory's Four Corners Burial Ground, Hannah will appear to drivers on that road that's nearby. And when this happens, people will swerve to avoid her, thinking she's a real person. And when they do, they crash. So it's like, did they piss off Hannah somehow? Oh, no. But that is the story of my true queen, (laughs) Hannah Crana. My true queen. I'm obsessed with her. I love Hannah. I want to visit her grave. It's real. Like, I want to visit her grave. To her grave. Yeah, I want to visit her grave. Connecticut's in New England. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. It's right there. Like, I just spit at Connecticut. I didn't spit at it like you're mean. No, I spit no. at it like I can reach you with my spit. Yes. Yeah. Loving, right loving spit. Lovingly, I spit at yeah, you. Yeah, I want to plant like tiger lilies at her grave. Let's go. Let's do it. I think we should. I would love to. Let's go see Hannah Crana. All right. Well, Damn. We're going to go do that. And don't follow any ghost lights. And do praise Hannah. Yeah. And also, we do hope that you keep listening. And we hope you keep it weird. weird. But not so weird that you doubt my true queen or that you go follow (laughs) some ghost lights into purgatory because that doesn't really sound like a straight up good time. (laughs) So bye. Bye. To squeak. Follow Morbid on the Wondery app, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to episodes early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. If you're listening to this podcast, then chances are good you are a fan of The Strange, Dark, and Mysterious. And if that's true, then you're in luck. Because, once again, Mr. Ballin Podcast, Strange, Dark, and Mysterious Stories is available everywhere you get your podcasts. Each week on the Mr. Ballin Podcast, you'll hear new stories about inexplicable encounters, shocking disappearances, true crime cases, and everything in between. Like our recent episode titled White Dust. 
After a middle-aged couple fail to answer their daughter's messages and calls, the daughter drives the few hours to her parents' house to check on them, but after arriving and seeing both her parents' cars in the driveway, the daughter gets an uneasy feeling and just can't stomach going inside. To hear the rest of that story, and hear hundreds more stories like it, follow Mr. Ballin Podcast on Amazon Music or wherever you get your podcasts. Prime members can listen early and ad-free on Amazon Music.